millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This episode of Another Happy Pod is going to contain spoilers. If you have not experienced the content yourself, then please go ahead and do so before coming back and listening to us ramble on about it. Thank you very much. Another Happy Pod. Hello and welcome back to Another Happy Pod, brought to you by the Pint Size Network, the pod where we keep it fresh, positive and dripping in good vibes. <laughs> Uh, we are your hosts. I'm Lawrence. Uh, who who are you? I am Nathan Boo. Nathan <laughs> Nathan Boo. It's, it's Halloween. Okay, All right, I'm, I like I'm that. I'm going for a a spooky vibe to keep it fresh and exciting and dripping in good vibes. <laughs> well, it's certainly to be fair today. It's dripping in spooky vibes, Nathan, because we are, as you say, uh, we're recording the spooktacular right now, aren't we? We are indeed. It's it's Halloween. It's everyone's favourite time of the year. Everyone is locked up inside with absolutely fuck all to do. We can't go to parties. We can't have fun. Uh, children are being denied the right to have food. Um, so all around, it's just a scary time. So why not talk about a shitty, scary movie? Hey. But it's... A- uh, I, that's actually not my thoughts on the movie. Okay, thank you. Uh, right, okay, so today uh, we wanted to talk about a scary movie, but we wanted to keep it fresh, we wanted to keep it cool. Um, so what are we talking about, Nathan? We are talking about Jordan Peele's Us from uh, the year of our Lord 2019. So you, you'd say we're talking about Us? But, oh, for fuck's sake, this is the it thing all over again. It's like, what are you going to say? I'm going to say it. No, what? I'm it. No, no but, but what? It! Well, because I've got I I, When you said we were talking about us, I, 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 wrote, a, so I wrote a full-on essay, uh, introspective thoughts on myself. Um, I'm ready to talk about you. I've done a lot of research this week. Uh, I'd actually, I'd actually, no, I'd actually quite like to hear it. So please go, go into that. Okay. It was a dark and gloomy Monday uh, when Lawrence was born. Uh, I actually found out who your real birth mother is. If you want to know that instead. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I've done all sorts of research, Nathan. You told me to look up us, um, so I did. Uh, okay. Well, that was a good joke. That was a really good bit. I'm glad you kept that in. 
<laughs> All right, yeah, so we are talking about us, uh, like Nathan said, the 2019's classic Jordan Peele movie. Um, fresh off the... from last year. Yeah, it's a classic one. Uh, fresh off the um, the bus from Get Out, which was very well received and is a very good movie, which you should check out. Um, this came out. Nathan, I was aware that you watching this literally just this morning was your first viewing. Is that right? Yeah, I never got a chance to see it um, during its original release. I don't know why. I think I wanted to, but for some reason uh, I didn't. Probably because I'm racist. Um, that is so true. Instead, you, you are racist as well. I mean, I'm known for my racism. Yeah, it's true. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know really. Yeah, I just never really got around to watching it. So yeah, today was literally about half an hour ago. The credits were rolling. Um, so yeah, that's the first experience for me. Oh, this was. I watched it this morning as well. This was my second viewing. I haven't seen it since I saw it in the cinema. Uh, but my cinema experience of this was really weird because I saw it completely alone in a completely empty um, screening. Um, and obviously, I was expecting a horror. You know me, I'm not really great with horrors. I'm, a, I'm an easily spooked boy. Uh, I'm a frightened... You're a coward. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big coward. <laughs> yeah. um, so no, I, I went to watch this... Um, but I thought to myself, you know what, fuck it, it's Jordan Peele, I want to watch this, Get Out was brilliant. And it wasn't really that scary, it was more of a thriller. Um, yeah. He kind of does toe that line a little bit, so I was like, fuck it, I'll go and see it. Uh, I did. And again, this film isn't, I wouldn't really call it a horror. Uh, I think the clues I in the age also, rating. I also wouldn't really call it a horror, it's more of a... Um, kind of like a thriller again, but weirdly enough, with action vibes in it as well. Yeah, it's, yeah, definitely not a straight up horror. Although it does play a lot with horror tropes. Yeah, oh, massively. Yeah, well, mate, even the um, I think the like just the the way the camera moves in this film a lot of the time is kind of cliched classic horror. Um, there's a lot of Kubrick in like how the camera operates and moves. The the long kind of like sweeping shots of the woodland areas which is something he didn't get out a lot as well so it's clear that he has influence uh, or he's taken influence from those um overall uh what did you think about this because this is this is a this is a weird one i don't know it's it's still really fresh it's um fresh in my mind that is because literally just watched it half an hour ago it's it's a good movie it's not like your paranormal activities where it's two hours of two hours of cupboards opening it's not like um just some cheap b-grade horror movie it's it's definitely something that's well written and well made and and everything like that i i just don't i'm not 100 percent sure about it though there's i think there's elements in the story um which don't really Oh, trying to find the words don't really make all that sense um it it's a it's strange story for a start and you, you, for quite a lot of the film um you're left wondering exactly what is going on what the situation is here how these people are here and even after the film you still wonder i'm i still have a lot of questions about the movie um so yeah i'm not sure overall in terms of the movie itself good um not great good but i i, don't know, I personally think the movie um again like to reiterate i i really like this film like i i i do really enjoy it um 
it's not one like I said I haven't watched it since it first came out apart from today so it's not one that I've gone back to uh, and it's not one that I'm like it plays on my mind a lot but when I first came out the cinema for this like you say I I had a lot of questions I had quite a lot um and it was really annoying because I wasn't with anyone when I saw it so I couldn't be I couldn't like double check anything like did I miss something there or um <laughs> but this this film does something that Jordan Peele yeah he did in get out to an extent uh, where he kind of he creates a very weird concept um and in get out I do think it works better he creates a very weird kind of concept and then tries to realize it uh, in the real world a bit too much um yeah so like for example in get out he had the um you know there's the hypnosis thing and then the fact that um the, the sunken place yeah the sunken place and then the uh, the white people were taking over the black people's bodies um and they were just like kind of freeing up all of their like basically it was like a white mind inside a black person's body um yeah which look <laughs> i'm not too well versed on science um <laughs> but i uh, i don't see it happening <laughs> very often um and this this kind of does suffer the same fate i think it works better in get out because it's it's a far more contained story this this story on us um in us sorry um happens on a like a like a an all across the country like it's it's essentially but, presented but does as... it though but 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 does it because it all it all kind of seems to be in the same town i mean yes there's there's the hands across america thing yes but that's really the only part that's all across the country other than that everything is kind of contained into this like i'm assuming californian beach town True. Well, then, I guess, I don't know, because you're not really given any... They're watching news at one point. You're not really given any context to, as to whether it's local news uh, or anything like that. So it, I guess that's a bit ambiguous. But either way, it's on a much bigger scale than it was on in Get Out. Um, and I think that's where the movie suffers a little bit. So let's... Do, should we just get like straight into this? Because obviously we've got the spoiler warning up top. Um, we're being a bit vague yeah, in a yeah. minute. Um, what's sure. your understanding of it as a first-time viewer? Um, again, I'm, I'm still not sure. So, so there's these, all right, so let's just try fucking get into this. Okay. So the, the movie opens up saying uh, all underneath uh, the United States, there's like millions of miles of tunnels or whatever, you know, subway stations, uh, facilities, and some of which whose purpose are just not known, but and vaguely that's what it says, something to that effect. Um, and, and I guess someone at some point decided they were going to perfectly clone every single person in America and have them live underground um, in some kind of facility, but not give them any care. But also those people are somehow perfectly in sync with their counterparts up on the surface apart from when they're not apart from when they're not yeah um and then also there are fucking rabbits for some reason still don't get the rabbits oh, they, they eat the rabbits um, the rabbits are their food source oh they eat the rabbits yeah she said there's a bit where oh. the um where red says to red is um adelaide's tether um lapita nyongo yeah yeah um there's a bit where they say, you know, while you had like your fancy meals and you had your lovely food, we had raw rabbits and stuff like that. Oh, um, okay. So I that's, missed them. Yeah, they, um, they eat them. 
So they eat the rabbits. Um, it's kind of weird that there's just cages of rabbits. Where do they get the rabbit? Oh, whatever. Um, I mean, where do they so, get a lot of this from? They don't have, like, Amazon found it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. None of it really makes sense, okay. Um, and they're also all insane for some reason. It's like they've all just been left to their own devices, but yet they have enough thought and consideration to perfectly dress like their counterparts every day. Um, I guess follow them along through all the tunnels and mimic their movements apart from, like you said, when they don't. And then, <laughs> and, and then the girl, uh, long young, uh, well, fucking Lupita Nyong'o ah oh, fuck off Lupita Nyong'o young Lupita Nyong'o um, broke free and she switched places with regular Lupita Nyong'o yeah and then she went insane and did a dance and now they all worship her and then they decided to rise up and kill everyone and hold hands across America yeah that, is that it? Um, I think for the most part yeah um Look, this this does this is one of the movies that really suffers from it, it's going to fall to pieces if you start to think about it. Oh, um, absolutely. And that was that was me being very facetious about that and just giving it big broad strokes and everything like that. I I get like you know what Jordan Peele is doing is it's a horror movie. You're not really meant to think about that part of it all too much. It's just all part of the story. Again, that was me just being very facetious about that. The weird the thing that I'm thinking of. So it's um. This this is the the big issue I had, especially watching it the second time around. I wouldn't say it's the biggest issue because it's a weird thing to pick apart, but it just it kind of it's one point that completely ruins the entire logic of this movie. Um, yeah. So at one point, Adelaide is sat on the sofa when they first introduce themselves to like the original family. Um, yeah. When they first meet the two families together, uh, and she says, "You know, you you had like you had a daughter, you had a son. Uh, there was trouble with your son's birth, and they had to cut open. I didn't have anyone to help me. I had to cut open myself. Essentially, is what she's getting at." Um, right. So if the government created these kind of clones, these replicas of people, um, then like how perfect are these clones and then if they mimic like how do they get pregnant downstairs like in the tunnels because they they would have to because i think like because they're kind of because you see it they're like i said they're mimicking their life they're they're in sync to a certain extent so that would imply that they meet the same people at the same time they i guess have some kind of a relationship although one is obviously a lot more um, caring than the other yeah. since everyone's insane down there. Um, I would assume they would have sex. Spoiler alert, that's how babies are made. Um, no, but that, then, I, mean, I get that. But then in the sense that they would have to have the exact same kid at the exact same time. Like these, these are just bodies. I get that you can, they are. like I get their bodies with like the same like biological kind of, I don't know, content. Um, however, it would imply that, <laughs> that like they both had to get pregnant at the exact same time um like the exact same time um and also like i don't know what if, like you know spoiler alert you can have unprotected sex and you don't get pregnant so what would happen if that happened <laughs> like it's that, that's actually a good point yeah yeah it's, actually... it's it's very i don't know it's a little bit Look, I don't know. Let's let's not let's not pick it apart. Look, it's like we say, it is it is a horror. Um, a horror. You know, I'd class it as a thriller uh, more so, but with with the action elements. Um, 
Do you think this had some pacing issues? And I, I, I love things about this movie, so I'm not going to shit on it. I want to get the, the negatives out of the way. Uh, I, I do. I do, yeah. I definitely did have some pacing issues. Um, I, I, I watched this, obviously, in my bedroom, uh, in my home, so I had access to my phone with me so i wasn't in the cinema where i couldn't use it so uh, there were times where i did find myself you know just casually scrolling through twitter while while i was watching it but then there was other times where phone was completely down and i was fully engaged in what was going on because the movie gripped me it was definitely like um a, more towards the more in the beginning um that there was pacing issues and, and, I, and i guess that's true for quite a lot of horror movie those uh, horror movies though because you you know you have to set up the trope it's a while before you can bring in the actual horror elements and everything like that you have to establish these characters and and who they are and what the situation is and why they're at this new place and blah 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 horror tropes um so yeah that's just part of the genre really uh but it, there was definitely like moments where i was more engaged than others like i think it was like when the the family showed up on the driveway when from from there on out like then i was engaged but like kind of up until that point it was all just a bit yeah you know it is what it I, is i think the the issue that i had with this especially with the pacing um as much as i like this film like i'm gonna keep reiterating because i don't i don't want to shit on it um the issue i had with the pacing was that um i feel like jordan peele had a scene in mind uh, which end, yeah. which was the twist, and he went right now to make it a film, <laughs> and and it kind of there's elements of it where like this this genuinely could have been about half an hour shorter, um, because yeah. there's the, like the beginning fight scene, not the not the fight scene where the two families meet and then they kind of have their they go off on a hunt essentially of the individual members of the family, that goes on yeah. for so long. Um, and I like that because it, it matters to me. But then we cut to the other family, like the white rich family. Um, and they're just fucking like we start to watch them die. Um, and then then the other family, the original family, go to that house. And it's like, why are we just why are you going to another house? Like and the, the, I think the guy um, played by Winston Duke, I can't remember his name. Oh, Gabe, Gabe, sorry. Um, he says, like, why would we go anywhere? We can stay here. We can. We can, you know, we've got everything we need here. We've got food, water. And I'm sat there like, dude, you're in a horror movie where your kids are threatened <laughs> and you're in a house made of windows. Like, <laughs> fucking leave. <Yeah. laughs> like, and also the original, like, clones of you are still out there. Well, some of them anyway. And they, they're they looking for you. Yeah. And you're still in that very small town. So, Did you like the boat death? Yeah. <laughs> I did like the boat death, yeah. The boat, the boat was... Um, the the boat was just a great device. It, they introduced it at the beginning, just this boat that doesn't really work, um, kind of old and beaten down and everything like that. Um, mostly played for you know, comedy and and that sort of thing. But yeah, the boat death was was really good. I love that he just he just turned into fucking mush essentially. Yeah, literally, it just was like a meat, human meat grinder. Um, yeah. I love that he he like saw it uh, and he had that. You can see that moment across his face where he just goes, "If I headbutt this, I have a." chance of maybe <laughs> getting out of this so he just fucking nutted yeah. it um what did you so this obviously this movie uh has a has a big twist we've already said what it was um 
but it was obviously that um, at the beginning, uh, the opening scene where young Adelaide goes into the fun house, like the mirror, like the mirror room, um, which has yeah. access to one of these underground tunnels. Um, and she finds herself as a tethered, insane little kid. Um, that's where we leave it at the beginning of the movie. Um, and you kind yeah. of, you wonder why, because as you, as this, as the plot kind of progresses, you see, especially I did on second viewing because I was watching for it, um, how stressed out she is about being even like close to this beach again. Um, how she doesn't really like want to be there and how she's stressed. Um, and then she even tells Gabe, you know, there was, she tells Gabe about the experience. Obviously she doesn't tell him what really happened, uh, which was the, the girls swap places that day, not through choice, but through, the insane Adelaide, which is the protagonist, the one that we've been following up to this point, um, kind of like strangling her out and then locking her up. Um, what do you think on like the kind of ethics of that? Like, do you root for her? Like, do you do you want that character to succeed? Because it's it's a think, debatable I line. I think. I think um, the twist itself is uh, a bit of an issue with the movie because. I think it just the twist really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things because she was switched out at such a young age. She's lived her full life. She's she's met uh, Winston Duke. She's started a family. She's became a normal person, integrated in the into this society. She's. Sure, the movie right at the very end and a couple of times at the beginning as well presents these moments where she has that smile, like there is some kind of sinister undertones to it. Yeah. But, but what are those, though? Because she's lived a whole life. She clearly doesn't have any kind of grand master plan. She's not really looking for any kind of revenge or anything like that. It seems like she just wanted to live a normal life. Yeah, I think that is it. Like, it, it's very clear. But but at the end, they did try to play it a little bit sinister, though, because she, like, she had the smile and the kid put on the mask. Like, the kid kind of clocked it. And I'm just thinking, like, but, but what? That's kind of just out of left field because we've just spent an hour and a half, two hours of this woman just getting shit done and she fucking goes for it, man. She is incredible in this movie she like nothing will stop her from uh keeping her family safe and doing what she needs to do it's incredible to watch but then just in the at the end to just kind of write that away with that sinister smile i don't really see the reason behind that really do you think it was like intrinsically sinister like i was i was under the impression that it was like like with like she's finally got away with it if that makes sense because she spent her whole life kind of worrying that this secret's going to catch up with her and then obviously when it does uh she kind of has that moment where like i didn't view it as sinister i viewed it as like i'm finally cool with this i don't know i don't know it just it i kind of did view it as sinister that's that's immediately what it said to me because that smile itself it is quite sinister it is it's inherently uncomforting uncomfortable and it unsettles you and it is and there's a reason why those other the others the tethered they have that smile as well throughout the movie um i i don't know yeah i just saw maybe maybe you're absolutely right probably that is most likely jordan peele's intention but just for me it, it did come across as 
as kind of undoing the majority of the movie. I can I can see where you got it from because to be fair, if if he wanted to communicate that clearer, like I mean I got it, but obviously if you like I I say I got it. I don't know if that is what it was intended. It's a confusing film. Um mm. but if that's if that's if my if my taking from it is what he wanted to communicate, then maybe don't have the rest of the sinister cast smile the whole movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I see that. Um, as a, so, you said the twist is like a problem with the movie. Did you see it coming? I, I kind of did. Yeah, uh, it was like not so much like for the whole movie. I was like, oh yeah, she's obviously the other one. I think that's kind of what I thought at the beginning. But then, um, as the movie on, I went, "Oh well, no, obviously she's she's just a regular person. She's, um, you know, she's lived a life, blah blah blah." But then, like towards the end, where it started to reveal itself, um, I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense, yeah." So it 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 wasn't a huge shock. It wasn't anything like I was like, "What?" It was just, "Yeah, all right, yeah, I guess that makes sense." Okay, oh, fair play. Um, what about you? I, I, I did and I didn't. When, right, when I first watched this, that was the scene for me that like I came away being like, fucking, I love that scene. Like, for me, right. I don't think the twist ruins the movie. I think the twist... My, my issue with it is I think the exact opposite. I think the twist is the movie, and the rest of the movie okay. is a little bit fluffy. Um, I, I didn't see it coming. I, I knew that something was up because I was like, why? she's going to a beach. Why is this woman so freaked out about going to a beach? Um but then I think well, the, I just assumed that was obviously because it's the beach she went to as a kid. Yeah, and yeah. Obviously, well, like I say, every time, every time I thought to myself, "Why is she so freaked out? She's just going to a beach. Like she's a grown ass woman." Um, yeah, I, I did think, "Oh, okay. She obviously has. She obviously was freaked out about it from when she was a kid." Um, but then I thought the movie was going to. When I first watched it, I thought the movie was going to do something clever why they where they like explained that it was like an overactive imagination because she was in a house of mirrors which even gabe says to her like dude you were in a house of mirrors <laughs> like you obviously yeah. just saw yourself because you were like fucking i don't know 10 years old or whatever um probably younger um i thought they were gonna explain that away and then it was gonna be like the whole movie is like her kind of being proven right and by this like hunch she had when she was a kid that no one took seriously um and it wasn't really, um, and it, it it got a little bit too overcomplicated for me. But by way of the twist, um, I didn't see it coming that they'd swapped at all. Um, okay, and I, I like looking back on it on second viewing. There's brilliant moments um, in it for me where. Um, I, I don't suppose you noticed this on first time unless you're very savvy, which you are, so you, you might have done. Um, yeah, no, there's there's moments in this where um, it is foreshadowed quite heavily, and on second viewing, I, I sat there thinking to myself, how the fuck did I not see this twist coming? Um, like, there's moments where she's on the beach um, with the uh, the woman who had a bit of, like, plastic surgery done. I can't remember the character's name. Um, they're like... White woman, Karen. Yeah, Karen. Um so they're on the beach and Karen's saying, like, is everything all right? And she's like, yeah, I just don't, I'm not very good at talking. Uh, and yeah. I was like, oh, obviously not, because you were a mute until you were, like, what, 10? Um, and then there's moments... But then she's, like, 30. She's had 20 years of yeah, talking. Yeah, I, I, would, so. I would appreciate that moment more if she didn't, if she, like, in other scenes, she wasn't completely fine at talking. Um, yeah, exactly. So that was a little bit... A bit weird. Uh, I liked the moment where she finally kills herself, essentially. Uh, like, she chokes yeah. herself out. 
um and then she has that like primal like screech um and you you're like oh okay she was she was clearly suppressing this for a while and it's as the movie goes on she starts to be she starts to be the person that like just does the killing um yeah like there's the moment where um uh they pull up in the car they get to their like the house where they were staying or like the i don't know they get to the house that's near the beach um they turn the corner and then the the little kids there the uh but the, the tethered little kid the boy the dog boy yeah yeah the, 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 i don't know why he is like a dog as well it makes no sense yeah I mean, um that's weird i'm probably missing something there because that's a very weird choice if it's got no reasoning behind it um that is insane yeah so he goes um it's it's they they pull up there and she's the only one that gets out to do the killing um like she just gets out and everyone's like, yeah, no worries. Like, so it obviously, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I'm saying she gets shit done. She like, does. She's she just does. fucking handling shit. Like, um, with the fucking, the, uh, the weird twin, um, in the rich person house, um, she just fucking puts her down. And then the kid walks in and that was a great moment, man. She just fucking, yeah, she's just, she's just clearly, just like you know what I, I can do this fuck you i'm gonna kill all you cunts i like that yeah yeah no and it's and it's very much like she you see her start to kind of not enjoy it i wouldn't say but she starts to like become very competent at it very quickly um with with the kids seeing her obviously it's everything in the movie is a conscious choice obviously because it's completely original um the they, they clearly were building up to something about that stare from jason uh, at the end because he walks in on a putting that girl down um then at the end obviously he's like a bit unsure as to whether he can trust her or not um uh what what do you think what do you think that that kind of look at the end meant because millions of people on youtube have like broke this down this last little stare um oh really yeah yeah apparently it's like it's a it's a big moment it's like you know there's actually moments where like is the kid another version of the tethered person like that wasn't the burnt one that we Uh. saw um people have come up with crazy theories but what did it mean to you because you had an interesting take on adelaide's smile at the end so uh i i just assumed i i don't know really there was nothing about that which kind of like made me question anything it was it was really to me it was it was really just oh he's clocked it and and that's it really well so he he, he knows that they swapped yeah that's that's because it was kind of a look of realization wasn't it i think so i mean that's what you got from it is the same as what i got from it i just wondered if you had a different opinion because other people have like fucking talks about that scene for like a year after the movie came out i guess i guess it i guess it definitely is open to interpretation it's definitely not something that's you know bookended and full stopped it's it's definitely something that's left open for a reason much like you know uh eliza's gasp at the end of hamilton um which we didn't talk about on the pod is something that's is something that's um often talked about exactly what it means um but it's i've always uh well not always i watched it half an hour ago but i've i guess i've just i don't know it was just a a look of realization really that's that's kind of what i thought about it one thing that i did really like and we'll talk about this because there is as you probably you know deduced yourself there's a standout performance in this um obviously uh but it's lupita nyong'o yeah is it yeah she's so good um she's great she is very very good in this film um but to be fair a lot of other people are as well obviously they don't have nearly as much to do um 
but the tethered like versions of people's characters were like i think really well realized um i thought that they you know like the ca- certain character traits that like the normal people had um yeah. were like amplified but to like a really weird like socially inept murderous way I did like the way, um, like, the rich white guy did his, like, sarcastic movements. Yeah. Like, he went to offer a hand and then, like, slicked his hair back. Yeah, so, like, and, then, like, and that's obviously had... reminiscent because he is, in real life, he, that guy was a prick. Um, and yeah, was very, exactly. like, swarmy and a bit gross. Um, and then it's, because it, it, obviously it's the same person, um, just in the same or same body same mind same like that i think lapita nyongo even says like are oh, they know how we think um kind of thing so it, i liked it I, li- I liked it one thing one thing i'm not really really sure on um so the marketing for this movie kind of suggests that the tether these other people they uh they cut off their own faces and they have something to do with masks or or something like that. And then there is a moment in the movie where Karen, that's not her actual name, but that's what we call it. Karen <laughs> is using the scissors and starting to like to, to cut off her face. Mm. Um, but she doesn't get to finish it. And that's like really the only thing we see of that. Like the whole mask and face kind of thing. It's not ever, really brought up again in the movie uh, is is that something you've noticed or is that anything that you know about yeah i know i know a little bit about this um so i thought the exact same thing as you did uh with especially with the cut karen cut in her face um i had a little research into it um and someone had a very interesting take on it i don't know if you've noticed every single time that one of the tethered um kills their real life counterpart uh, they take on like either an item of their clothing or they take on like something about them. Like they do something that's like reminiscent of what their older self did. Um, like for example, okay. the, um, I was like, what, what should we call the, the rich white guy? Uh, I don't know. Fucking Trevor. Trevor. Right. So when Trevor, uh, when red Trevor kills Trevor, yeah. um, he then puts on his like relaxing like gown, um, Oh, right. And okay. It, yeah, he he wears that. And the reason that I think that Karen was cutting into her face um, was because of the fact that she, at the beginning of the movie at the beach, she says that she'd had a bit of work done on her cheek, uh, like a plas- oh, bit of plastic okay. surgery. Yeah. So she was, I think she was trying to like, because obviously she was putting on her lipstick and that, yes, that's like a bit of a horror creep thing. Is that like a um, like the world's end blank situation? Like they wouldn't have those imperfections? I don't think so, like, unless... But but then by the movie's logic, if she had to, like, cut the baby out of her at the same time as real Adelaide giving birth, um, yeah. you'd think that when she was getting the plastic surgery, she'd have done that incision then. Yeah, I, I guess. Or there would have been, like, a, a counterpart doctor or something who would have been... Doing it for just her, Just carving yeah. her face up in some weird underground room or something. Yeah, it's, um, it's weird. Yeah. It, it definitely is weird. Um... Again, just not something like because I because well, I've seen the poster and everything like that, and even like the the movie card when I before I played the movie, it had like that picture of like the face behind the face, the the mask sort of thing. So I was expecting that to be a part of it at some point, and it, and it just really wasn't, which was which was strange. Not a fault of the movie, I guess, because you can't fault a movie for the marketing, but um, 
yeah, a weird, definitely a weird choice. I think I think maybe they were playing on like the dual identity kind of thing, maybe. But um, yeah. I know what you mean. It definitely looks like they'd have like, especially because masks in the film are actually quite a big thing as well. Like the uh, Jason, yeah. both versions of Jason wear a mask. Um, one is the hilarious Chewbacca one, which I really liked, and the other one was the um, uh, like the weird kind of like gimp suit mask. Um, neither of which I I really got. Do you reckon? Why do you reckon the dog Jason wore the mask? I, I just assumed it was because um, the real one wore a mask and he just couldn't... There just wasn't like a, a Chewbacca counterpart mask. He just had to to find what he get. And then in, in this like underground clinical facility, that's probably the only really mask he could get himself, I'd imagine. Yeah, I guess that's, so. That's really what I thought about it. What, um... What favourite moments did you have while watching this? Um, I really like the moment where, uh, towards the end, where Adelaide is going into the the facility, like she goes into the uh, the the House of Mirrors again, and that same owl pops up. Like as a kid, it obviously scared her. It scared me as well. It's like a bit of a jump scare moment. But then, uh, for, because of she's just had, done with all of this shit, she just straight away just swings the fucking fire yeah. poker into it. <laughs> that, <laughs> like, that was that was a good I'm moment. Not having this, yeah, yeah, just fuck this. Um, I liked the the also the the dance fight. I guess is a way is is a, a way to call it. Um, yeah, because it was set to a good song. I, I love that version of uh, Five on it. Uh, it's a great remix. It is, it is a very good um, one. But just the 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 way it was shot, uh, uh, it's no secret by this point, Jordan Peele is a great filmmaker. Um, so, yeah, that was shot really well. I enjoyed that part. Um, but, yeah, I guess that's what I'd say for favourite moments. I liked, uh, in that dance fight, I liked the fact that it was, um, like, every time she swung, she, it was so fucking much effort for her to make the swing. But, the, like, yeah. the red counterpart was just kind of, like like beautifully gliding out of the way of everyone like effortlessly yeah um that was exactly. really good um although that's that's kind of like that's kind of an issue i had with the way she the way she died though as well because because of that because all of her swings were kind of slow and deliberate and then all of the counterparts the tethers were just quick and graceful and straight out the way like the final blow the final fire but it wasn't exactly some quick out of nowhere movement I don't really see any reason why she couldn't have avoided it again. I get that. I think I it was guess. just that the movie needed her to die. Um, yeah, yeah, 100%. And yeah, I, I, I think that could have been done maybe in a better way, but, uh, you know, it, it worked. I'm not I'm not too mad at that. Um, one moment. Oh, also, uh, to touch on the other thing that you said, the, uh, the remix. Um, so many studios for, like, trailers are using, like, kind of old classic either like hip-hoppy or like pop songs and remixing them for yeah. for marketing purposes um yeah this this is the movie that gets it right <laughs> like, oh, 100%. like this remix is actually one makes sense uh and two works with the genre like it is fucking scary like the beats when they yeah. hit in are like oh jesus like fuck me they make me jump yeah most time it's just like a slowed down version of like fucking I don't know, Beyonce's crazy in love for some reason. <laughs> and it just makes, it makes no sense. No, but this, it definitely works and it, and it fits within the actual context of the movie as well, which, uh, which is good. The, one of my, I've got a few moments that I really, really do like. Um, one of them, um, it's just, it's just kind of like a quick throwaway. Um, the Duke, uh, Duke Winston, the bloke that plays, um, 
Gabe. Winston Duke. Um, Winston yeah. Duke, sorry, yeah. Um, he's, he's a funny guy, like, anyway. Like, he's very... He shines he at comedy. Um, yeah. And both of, like, the moments that are... are not really moments that are, like, the horror cool moments of the film, but the moments that I just really enjoyed. Um, they're both with him in it, and one of them is when he's in the car and then the, the Five On It song comes on for the first time. Um, yeah. And he has a little smirk to himself because... Yeah, where his son goes, what does I've got five on it mean? And the the daughter says, oh, it's about drugs. And he turns around and goes, he goes, it's not about drugs, it's a dope song. Uh, and he, <laughs> yeah, after he I says dope song, that. he grins because obviously dope means drugs. Um, yeah. And, he, and he, he like has a little smirk to himself. It's like he, he can you can kind of see himself rewarding himself for good parenting, um, <laughs> which was quite funny. Um, and with the the other moment was when he badly misreads the situation when Adelaide said, like, let's go to bed. Um, and he, like, gets himself prepped up where he's, like, half sitting <laughs> up on the bed. The camera is, like, really close and uncomfortably, like, close to his crotch that he's, like, spread apart. And, and she says, I want to go. And he goes, where are you trying to go? <laughs> and it's, it's, you just see him, like, you you have no fucking idea. Like, he's he's in a different movie, and I really, really liked his, like... He brought a lot with his comedy because it would have been a very dry movie in the boring, not the boring parts, the slower parts would have been very dry without him in it. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely you definitely need uh, a bit of comic, a comic relief in a character like that just to break the tension every now and then. And, and he is he's great. Obviously, Jordan Peele's got a big background in comedy, so it's really no surprise that there's great moments like that in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really liked him too. He was... It was really good. I liked, I liked that he was just for most of the movie. He was just happy to let uh, Adelaide deal with everything. Like he was just like, yeah, yeah, all right, you you go ahead. I'll, I'll stay here where it's safe. Yeah. Oh, he's kind of like he um, injured his leg, and he's kind of been like, oh, I can't do that. I got my leg hurts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like when he um, there's a moment where he has to go outside, and when the family first get there, uh, he has to go outside, and he's like, all right. He goes outside, and he's like, hi guys, you're on my property, kind of thing, and they ignore him, obviously. Uh, and he goes back yeah. inside and he almost like, cause obviously he's quite like a, he's got money, like, um, enough to own like a little country house near a beach. Um, yeah. So he's obviously not doing like too badly for himself. Um, and he's got this, like, he's not rough at all. Like he's not got any kind of like really much of a drive to like for violence. Uh, he's just like a very happy family guy. Um, and yeah. he, he pulls the he pulls the bat out and like puts his voice into like a lower register and is like, "You guys want to get crazy?" Um, and it, it's very funny because it's so plain as day that it's just not like he's not used to doing not that. Him. Yeah, yeah, uh, which yeah. I really like. I think that's evident. Like, I think that's evident as soon as they start moving, and he immediately goes, "Oh fuck, no, I made a mistake." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> backs up straight into the house. I like the uh, there's there's one moment as well. Um, what well, one day we'll stop listing the moments that we liked, but it's just coming to me now. Um, yeah, it's the moment where um, one of the tethered walks over to the door, um, and right next to the door, there's a big long window pane. Um, and yeah. it's just like it—it's it, one of the moments. It's not really like a foreshadow because it's not even a moment worth considering, really. But they pick up the rock, um, and you go, "Oh, he's obviously just going to smack the rock through and open the door, isn't he?" Um, and then you get the moment where he goes. Um, was it the rock has like it's like a fake rock with the hidden key thing yeah. in it and obviously they'd know that because they're the tethered versions of themselves which one is nice for like character building and plot driving um 
But it's also nice because you get them, you get Gabe have that moment. He's like, what kind of white people shit is this? <laughs> uh, which is great. Um, that is great, yeah. I like that. Nathan, uh, I have a question for you. Because last, let, right. I say last week, um, a few days ago. I think I ago, know what this question is going to be, and I think I'm not going to like the question. Look, Nathan, you, you, you let us all down when you went rogue last week. Let me, let me bring you back home where you belong with our classic rating system. I don't like this. Nathan, what kind of a pod was this for you? All right. No, I, I refuse. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I'm fuck. I'm okay. If you can think of a better rating system, because I can't personally, um, but if you out there listener can, please let me know or let Lawrence know or let someone know because I hate this rating system. Um, Until the time that we receive that tweet, Nathan, we will act as if this is our permanent racing system. I think that's a fair compromise. That's another happy pod on Twitter. Our DMs are open, I believe. I'm not 100% sure on that, actually. Um, but either way, tweet us, let us know. I uh, would give this movie... Um, Okay, I like I liked the movie for the most part. From like a movie and filmmaking point of view, uh, it was great and it was definitely well made. There was just moments of of the the story which kind of confused me and, and let it down. Uh, so for that, I'd probably give it around about a uh, about a seven out of ten. I'd say. Okay, I thought you were going to aim for the six, so I'm happy with that. Um, I would have said six, but I thought that was a bit too harsh because it is like a really well-made film. That's it. I think um, the, the so, movie's ambitious and it and it lets it yeah. does let itself down in aspects, but you can't discredit the amount of effort that was put into making it as good as it is. hundred um, oh, percent. If yeah. this was made by a worse filmmaker, it would be dog shit. Um, yeah, essentially, uh, absolutely. Uh, it'd be like one of them cliche, boring horror movies that made a big thing in the marketing and then everyone just forgot about it. Um, yeah. I would give this a pod out of 10, um, and I would say that it is uh, an ambitious um, and interesting pod because it provokes a lot of conversation. Um, uh, As you can tell by probably the shortest pod we've put out. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that's good, though. I think that's good. Keep it breezy. Keep it it breezy. Keep it fresh. Uh, Okay, so I'm going to say, as always, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I hope you had a whale of a time on this episode of Another Happy Pod, brought to you, of course, by the Pint Size Network. As Nathan said, be sure to check us out on Twitter because we've got gifts and all the good stuff. Uh, You can find us there at Another Happy Pod. Maybe drop us a tweet. Let us know what you want to see next. Uh, But otherwise, stay groovy and we'll catch you every single Sunday at midday. And happy Halloween! Fuck's sake. All right. Yeah, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Enjoy it. Did you just say you're a ghost? I'm a ghost. Okay, good. Thanks for the clarification. (laughs) <laughs> say say the thing you say and then we'll stop. That's how ghosts talk. They go, Happy Halloween, I'm a ghost. I made an outro, Nathan. <laughs> Just end the pod. Alright, thanks for listening. Bye, I love you. <laughs> say the thing, say the thing you say. Oh yeah. Another happy pod. <laughs> Bye. Another happy pod. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.